Blaze On Demand. This is Ben Weingarten of the Blaze Books, and today I'm joined by one of the most prolific, best-selling, and beloved authors in the world. The author you are about to meet has had 19 consecutive number one New York Times best-selling novels and holds the New York Times record for most hardcover fiction best-selling titles by a single author, with 98 at last count, which is also a Guinness World Record. In 2013, it was estimated that one in five of all hardcover suspense-slash-thriller novels sold was written by our guest. All told, our guest has sold more than 300 million books, including perhaps most notably the Alex Cross series, as well as numerous other titles across a variety of genres, most popularly thrillers, for readers of all ages. The author to whom I am referring is, of course, James Patterson. Mr. Patterson, I apologize if I left anything of note out in that introduction, but thanks so no, much. No, I think for you covered that. just about everything. Okay. <laughs> Excellent. So last week it was reported that you donated 180,000 books to wounded veterans and their families of the wars in Iraq and Afghanistan, including titles like Kill Alex Cross, Don't Blink, Crossfire, and several others. You've now given away, I believe, at last count, 680,000 books to troops. What inspired you to start donating books to our men and women who served? Uh, well, one of my best friends, um, he was in Vietnam, and, and then his son was a captain in Iraq for, for three years. And he got a lot of letters from kids over there, and I kept reading the letters. And I kept feeling that, or I kept hearing, really, that the stories that they told were not the, the, the stories that were told uh, in the press. Um, and uh, uh, it became very clear to me that a lot of these kids feel that nobody's really thinking about them when they're over there, that they're kind of forgotten. Uh, so it seemed like a good thing to do to try to get books to them. Now, the only hard thing about getting books to them is, I mean, you can just say it. I mean, you, you just said it, and it sounds like nothing. But the trick is, um, you know, the books come ten to a box, which means all of those boxes have to get from, um, you know, printing uh, places in, in Indiana to North Carolina and California in terms of where we send books from. Uh, and that's a lot of that's a lot of boxes. And, and then they have to get to Iraq and Afghanistan and Germany and, and veterans hospitals. So it's, it's, it's a lot. And, and fortunately, this year we had a, a coalition to salute America's heroes and feed the children who, uh, who helped us to, to, to get the books where they needed to get to. So it was, it was a real team effort. What's the background of your partnership with the coalition to salute America's heroes and, and feed the children? Uh, you know, we just reached out to, to, to see who, who would be interested in helping, and, and, and they loved the idea that we had these books ready to, to send, and so it was kind of an easy partnership. Uh, and they were great in terms of, of they, they delivered what they said they would deliver. And have you received feedback from troops? Uh, oh, for years, yes. I get I get letters, I get flags, I get all sorts of things, which is really, I, I'll get letters and, and emails from, from families in the states, uh, you know, where you know our son or our daughter uh, just got one of your books, who was reading a couple of your books, and uh, you know, just thanks for thinking about them. Uh, and and a lot of, I mean, a lot of the stuff from 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 the kids over there uh, are not, not obviously they're not all kids, but it's it's very uh, it's very emotional stuff uh, because uh, you know once again, it just not a lot of people are thinking about about them and, and trying to, to do something to to help. And I'm sure some of the feedback is likely that the books themselves provide a form of probably much needed escapism given the conditions in 
in Iraq and Afghanistan or the conditions that our troops went through there. Well, yeah, part of it is escape, and part of it is, you know, at times you, you there's not much going on. It's, I mean, it's it's um, at, at times it's very hectic, at times it's 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 very quiet. I mean, obviously, depending on where you are, and there's not a lot of things to do. Obviously, when you're in the in the mountains in Afghanistan. It's uh, there's not a lot there, you know. And another initiative of yours that I found interesting deals with encouraging children to read. Talk a little bit about your website, readkiddoread.com. Well, well, there's a lot of things that we – I mean, that's the major initiative. Uh, I mean, this year, at, at the end of, of – the beginning of the summer, we gave away books to every fifth grader in New York City. We did the same thing in Chicago. Uh, I do it in Palm Beach County, Florida. Um, I went to graduate school at Vanderbilt, and we have a program there where we bring in middle school kids every Saturday and all summer. Um, I have over 400 scholarships for teachers at, I think, 24 universities. Um, so there's a lot of things that, that we're doing right now, including Read, Kiddo, Read, to, um, to, to try to draw attention to, to the fact that, that a lot of kids aren't, aren't are reading as much as, as you'd like them to. Uh, and, and I think there are two sides to it. One are, you know, kids who, who are basically bright, but they're not reading enough. They're not reading as broadly as you like. And, and for them, it's just stimulate, stimulating them to, to, to read more different kinds of books. And, and then, and then and probably more important are kids that if they don't become competent readers, um, they're just going to be a drag on the society. I mean, if you're not a competent reader in middle school, how are you going to get through high school? It's just going to be too hard. How are you going to do science or English and, 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 or history? And, you know, the, the thing about that is for most of these kids, um, you, 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 we can correct the situation. It's just a matter of getting them to read enough, and they'll, they'll become competent. They may not be great readers, but they'll get competent, most of them. Um, so so that's, that's the biggest job that I have right now, and that's why I write all these kids' books. It's a great concept, and you've obviously executed it very well. And, and of course, the more folks read, the better they become at writing, and writing is a critical The better citizens they get, they become. You're better writers, better citizens, better human beings, better spouses, uh, uh, you know, in general. Certainly better citizens, you know, more sure. informed, understanding that things are more complex, you know, this, versus this kind of simple-minded approach that some people have, um, you know, towards solving every problem. These things are complicated, and, and if you read a lot, you... Your 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 mind um, gets a little sharper. And, and telling stories well in a compelling fashion is something that Glenn Beck stresses almost daily. In fact, our motto at the Blaze is: "We tell stories of love and courage where the good guys win." Mm-hmm. Given your past career as an advertising executive and your unparalleled success as an author, do you have any suggestions? as to what makes a compelling story, what the secret is to framing something in a fashion that will help draw in people of all ages? Well, I was in advertising, but I've been clean for over 20 years now. The, um, uh, you know, I, 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 when I write a story, I, I try to pretend, that I, and Glenn may do this, something like this too, I try to pretend there's somebody sitting across from me, and, and, I, and I'm telling them, so I don't, want, I don't want them to get up until I'm finished. And I think, um, um, you know, one of the keys to that is you have to grab them and you have to keep grabbing them. And, and, and there can't be too much information that they're, that they're not interested in. 
Now, if you're actually, if there's somebody there, you can see their eyes glaze over. But, it, you know, it, when you're writing a book or telling a story or, or doing radio or television, I think you just have to get in the habit of, of, of knowing uh, um, that, that you have to keep grabbing them out and hooking them and holding them and being and getting their emotions going. Um, but, I, but, but, but it all starts to me with, with just that one person that's across from you. You don't want them to get up. You don't want them to walk away from your story. Very, very insightful. There have been a lot of articles recently about conservatives trying to break through the culture. Certainly the blaze is part of that ecosystem. There have been a number of fictional books out recently from conservatives who understand that writing policy papers and white papers and giving speeches doesn't ultimately influence people in the same way that stories that tug at the heartstrings do. I, I think that's a, a massive insight um, that, that people need to understand. And I, I went from being, um, in terms of giving speeches, being a total bore to being um, a, a whole lot more interesting because I do nothing but tell stories now. That's all I do. I would just get up there and tell story after story after story after story, and people stay with it. And if you had one piece of advice for aspiring writers, and I know it's a canned question, but... Yeah, no, it's, it's look, I mean, the, 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 the three uh, uh, rules of real estate, location, 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 three rules of popular writing, story, story, story. Now, you ought to be able to, you know, whatever your subject is, you should be able to tell somebody in a couple of sentences, and they should say, tell me some more. And, and then you have to figure out a way to tell it so that, uh, I, I'm huge on outlines for anything, if it's a 10-minute talk or a, or, or a 500-page book. I, I think outlines are hugely important for most people. And that's an insight that I saw in investment banking and probably has broad application across every field. Tell something in a compelling fashion, two or three bullet points, draw the audience in, and then you can win them over. Yeah. What is, it, what is it that has enabled you to set yourself apart and sell more books than basically anyone else in the world? I think I'm a very good storyteller. I'm not a spectacular stylist, but I but I have a lot of stories. I have a, you know, in my office I, I have a, a cleverly titled ideas, but but I have I, I would say over 500 ideas for books. And so I just I mean I just have a lot of ideas for books. They just keep coming, and um, you know I, I outline everything, 70 80 page outlines for all the books. And and um, I, I think I'm I, 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 probably my strengths are that I'm um, I, I have a pretty strong emotional side and 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 rational. So I, I have a lot of ideas, but I have the ability then to step back and and analyze uh, whether that idea really is one that I want to write and that I think other people are going to want to read. Uh, and, and some people don't have that ability to step back from there. You know, they they have an idea, but but it's very difficult for them to get objective about it. And and you turn those books out at a at a dizzying pace. Can you tell readers about your upcoming book? I believe it's out September 29th. You can correct me if I'm wrong, Burn. Well, you know, we, Michael Bennett is is a New York City cop, and um, uh, I, he, Mike's a conservative, but I I love Mike. He's a he he by it, it it's a bizarre thing that happened to him early on in the series but he he has 10 kids and he's a new york city detective uh i won't get into the whole story of how he can manage all that but 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 a lot of the the the, the novel uh, uh, always centers around the fact that it's very hard for him to manage 
uh, being a, a dad and 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 being a detective in New York. Um, but he's uh, I love Mike. But in addition to to the Michael Bennett thing, the other thing that listeners I, I have a series called Treasure Hunters, which is for you know basically kids I'd say from seven to twelve, and and the key. I think it's not an issue that there's so many distractions in the world. It's that so many parents don't take responsibility for getting their kids reading. It's not the school's job to get to get the kids reading. It's 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 our job. It's the parents' job. It's the grandparents' job. It's the aunts and the uncles. It's the friends of the family. It, that's our job. Um, so people need to step up. And the thing about Treasure Hunters as a series is, in that series, I promise to take your kid all around the world by the end of that series they will go in everywhere they went they went in the caribbean in the first book in the new book they go to to africa in the next book they're going to go to china and europe so i'm going to take them all around the world with before i'm done with treasure hunters which is pretty cool and i love that that insight that it's not the school's job my mom was always fond of saying when i was a kid it doesn't take a village it takes two loving parents yeah oh absolutely yep yep but that's it, it's our job. It's not the school. It's our job. I have so many people come up to me. I can't get my kid reading. I'm going, geez, um, you know, do you do you get him to dinner? Yeah. Do you have rules in the house like you know no mud tracking on the? Yeah. Well, okay, it has to be a rule of the house. But you can make it fun. You need to go out and get them books that they're gonna, you know, within reason enjoy. And uh, you know, look, if 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 they taught movies in school. Uh, uh, which wouldn't be a terrible idea in terms of characterization and structure and story, you know, a lot of different things. But if they started with Ingmar Bergman movies, we would all say, I, I don't like movies. Or most of us would say that, you know. Um, so it, it's important that kids start out with some books that, where they read it and say, give me another book. I mean, I think that's the key. Give me another book. And then you have to give them another book. You know, and, and, and look, you can go to the library. It's free. So what's the excuse? I can't right. get my kids reading. Stop! You can get your kids reading. <laughs> Stop moaning about it and crying about it. You got to. You have to. You have to lay down the law. We read in our house. Boom! Put it on the refrigerator. Put it on the, the bumper of your car next to my kid is an honor student or whatever, or my kid plays baseball for the. You know, we read in our house. Two more questions, and you've been very generous with your time. First one is, and this can be your books or other folks' books. What are your three favorite titles, period, of all time? Well, A Hundred Years of Solitude is is, is huge for me. Uh, that's one of the most magical books I've ever read, South American novel. I um, I'm a this is weird. I'm a big Ulysses fan, um, and 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 the, the powerful effect that had on me was. Uh, it, it convinced me that I that I shouldn't be a serious novelist, um, but but I can write, but but I can write uh, genre fiction, and um, I, you know, Day of the Jackal was important for me because I hadn't read a lot of thrillers, and I read that and went, ooh, this is this is really good, and and I can write I can write a story like this, I'm pretty sure. So so those are those are three of my favorites, three of my many 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 favorites. And what are the, the book? The book thief is a is a terrific uh, a book for uh, you know kids maybe eleven to fifteen or so. Very very sure. good. Sure. Mr. Patterson, thanks so much for joining us today. Yeah, this is great. Thanks. Thank thank you very much. For more on this and other books, you can visit the Blaze Books at www.theblaze.com/books. 
And follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash theblazebooks and Twitter at theblazebooks. You can follow me on Twitter at bhwinegarden.